All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Misfit Nation. Hope everyone is doing amazing as we hit this hump day. We all look at dates on the calendar as a way to fix our goals. It may maybe to start a new podcast, or maybe to start a business, or maybe a new fitness plan. But it also might be to start that climb to a healthy lifestyle. Our next guest took a challenge that was presented to him as an 11 year old, 11 years old, and pushed him to where he is today. So without further ado, let's get Mr. Nate Palmer, author and personal trainer on here. All right, let's welcome to the Misfit Nation, Mr. Nate Palmer. How are you, Nate? Rich, I'm doing good, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, no problem. Thanks for being flexible with me uh, due to my technologically advanced or decreasing uh, abilities last week. Uh, thanks for being flexible and coming on today. No problem. I mean, it, it, and now it means that we get to have this conversation face to face. You've got a cool background. Like the ele- everything is just elevated <laughs> right now. So I think it's elevated it better. Game. That's right. I told you that you had the energy last week and I needed that energy to pump me up. And now you pump me up to the next level. And now I'm, I can put this on YouTube now. Yeah. Yeah, just got that content for days. Make some clips. Now you got some like Instagram stories. Make it a real. All this Bro, crazy stuff in I'm my fired. head. Now. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so Nate, why don't you take a couple minutes to uh, tell us a little bit about you from as far back uh, to middle school, I guess, and then all the way back to now. Cool. So my name is Nate Palmer. I'm a. I would. I feel like it's like a, a little bit egotistical to say this, but I would qualify myself as being a health and fitness and nutrition expert. I've been in the game for about 13 years, started as a personal trainer in 2008, but I've always been interested in physical culture. I've always wanted to like be bigger and stronger. And uh, we kind of chatted about this a little bit briefly, but basically I can take this all the way back to when I was 11. My mom was dropping my sisters off at school. So she was out doing something. I was home by myself and someone breaks into my house. And so I hear the back glass break. I go to my room. I grab a steak knife. I hide under the bed. I lock the door and I hear his feet coming down the hallway. Just like boom. Boom. And I'm like losing my mind. And he comes and he pounds on my door. And I just had this little rinky dink lock, like, right. Like that's not stopping anybody if they really want to get in. So he doesn't come in the room, thankfully, because I don't know what I'd have done. Probably peed myself. Um, And I just remember in that moment, Rich, feeling like I don't ever want to feel like this again. I don't ever want to feel like someone has completely taken my power away from me. Like I have no recourse, no course of action. I couldn't like, I'm at, I'm at, I'm in my house, like my place. And I had nothing that I could have done to make this dude leave. So I was like, you know what I need to do is I just need to be bigger and stronger and more intimidating. And that will solve literally all of my problems that I have as an 11 year old boy. And so I kind of started working out and exercising and, you know, for the first you know, four years were pretty much garbage. And it wasn't until I hit like 18, 19 that I started to like actually understand fitness and progressive overload and actually start seeing any results whatsoever. And if you're not, if you're listening to the podcast, you're not watching this, I still don't look like Arnold or He-Man. Like that's never really worked out for me. Um, but the, some of the lessons and stuff that I learned along the way has been instrumental in who I've become. And I think it's been more valuable than necessarily than having a set of sick pythons, you know what I mean? You're muted. The 24 inch pythons like the Hulk. Yeah, you, you got to yeah, have yeah. those too. 
if you if you if you don't if you're not watching this if you're just listening i do have uh I, i'd say at least 24 inch pythons see that there you go you can you can be hulkamania right now 20 28 actually just just now just recently see <laughs> not bragging not bragging <laughs> i'm not bragging but i really have some biceps for the radio <laughs> the thing. you can really flip them knobs well it's good that's right <laughs> now, like uh, i told you the other day when we we're talking that story resonates with me i think i was maybe nine uh, coming home from school and uh, it was Christmas time. We had these little crazy uh, Christmas tree things we made out of ice cream cones. And my mom wanted to go home first to drop them off before we went shopping in the city. And we went to the house and someone had broken into our house. We had a railroad apartment. So the guy was in our back room, three rooms in. And I turned the corner. I could see him there. And my mom being a Jersey mom said, get out. And she made, made me and my brother get out and go to our neighbors, call the police and, and stuff like that. But her and an uh, upstairs neighbor, they confronted this man in the hallway in typical Jersey woman style, cursing at him, doing everything possible. They made him pee his pants in the hallway. And we do, we were supposed to do one next door and told, called, uh, told the neighbor to call the police, but we went outside and we got a posse together. And as he ran outside, we pelted him with rocks and everything we can find to hit him. And he ran right past the policeman as he was approaching us. And that taught us all a lesson that we have to be able to, like you, it resonates in my mind that we had to be prepared at all times. And, I joined the military to really further my preparations. Some joined the police and others went the wrong way, but we all learned lessons that day. I was thinking about that story because I remember you, you told me a couple of days ago, but I was curious, when was the next time you back talked to your mom after that incident? Oh, I never back talked to my mom. She was pretty quick <laughs> with that hand and she was a, a feisty woman. I like to call it rest her soul. <laughs> sounds, sounds like it, man. What uh, That's it. I can't imagine growing up with, with that energy in the house. That's, that's awesome. Dad, dad could be like the, the silent warrior while she was there. So She's, she was, she was the fiery one. Oh yes. All right. <laughs> she had to deal with the four of us all the time. Mm-hmm. So then what, what made you get into uh, the industry? I mean, that had made you get fit and stuff. So then you, uh, you went to business and how'd you get into the fitness world? So I graduated into the uh, burgeoning job market of 2008. A lot available. People were, a lot of people were looking for college students, recently graduated, no real world skills. Uh, so I graduated and I was like, cool, what kind of a job am I going to get? And everyone's like, not here. That's <laughs> nope. And so I'd been in sales up till then. I, would been, I had done door-to-door sales. I'd sold books basically in Ashtabula County, Ohio and for a summer. And then I was working as a, like a, a rep for the, like the, the newspaper on campus at university of Arizona where I went. And then, so like, I got out and I was like, you know what? Like I I've been consistently like eating what I kill essentially for the last couple of years. So like, let me just get into something else along those lines. So I got into personal training, which is great because it's like, Hey, you can go out and get as many clients as you want to, or not have any food, you know, like totally <laughs> up to you. And so while I was figuring out like what I wanted to do with my life, I became a personal trainer, got a certification, felt really good about it. And then, you know, like worked there for about a year. Then I was like, you know what? I'm actually pretty tired of not having insurance or uh, uh, making any money. So I was like, well, I'm gonna go get a real job. So I got a job like working inside in an office in 2009. And I was like, day one, I knew the rich. I was like, I made a terrible life choice just now. And every single day I was there, I was like, this is killing me. And if I don't leave soon, it's going to be the end of me. And so about three months into that, I was talking with my, one of my mentors. And I think one of the things in my life that's always been really, really like beneficial and important is having some good mentors. And I'd be really blessed in that arena. And he's like, Hey, you know what? You need to open your own business. 
go and go and start a gym. So I was like, all right, if Dean's telling me to start a gym, I'm gonna start a gym. So started my own business up, uh, like kind of up North in, in Arizona and Scottsdale. And, um, kind of built a business from there over like the next three years. And I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed working with people. I enjoyed seeing people get results. I enjoyed that kind of like that one-on-one interpersonal communication. So of course I, uh, sold the business and left and my wife and I moved to Seattle, (laughs) something fun. (laughs) So I worked up there at an amazing gym for like three years, you know, just kind of working at like this gym had like 150 personal trainers. It was 225,000 square feet, seven basketball courts. Like it was, it was, this place was bonkers. It was amazing. They really prioritized their like continuing education stuff. I really loved working there. So of course, uh, my wife and I sold all of our stuff and we moved to South America. So <laughs> no Challenge. easy buckets, Rich. <laughs> Gotta keep challenging yourself. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that's kind of been the like the theme because like I feel like it's just like just with current culture and just the way our society is built, like it's all engineered for comfort, right? Like pillows outnumber people in the U.S. ten to one, and that's a real that's a real statistic. You know, like, but think about like, I can have, I could right now while we're talking, I could have groceries delivered. I could have Taco Bell show up. I could probably get a massage. Like I, like I could do so much from my phone. There's so much, so many creature comforts available to us at all times. So like one of the things that's always been important for me is like, like, like doing hard stuff, choosing hard things, because that's one thing I love about training is because in a world that's so, it's so easy to get comfortable in. So easy to be, to like fall into being soft. Um, working out, I'm not going to say like, oh, it's like going to war. Like I've never been in the military. I've, I have the utmost respect for the troops, but like, I don't feel like those things even compare, you know? So like, but what I do know is that every single day, if I don't want to go to the gym and I go anyways, and I push myself and I do a little better than I did the previous time, that's a win. Not only is it a win physically, but it's a win mentally. I realize that, Hey, I'm the person who does the things that I say I'm going to do. And that means something. You know, so if I say, I'm going to start a business and do something, you can bet your ass it's going to happen. If I say I'm going to write a book, like it's going, it's going down. And I like, again, like it's probably going to come off that I'm this just super egotistical guy in this podcast. That's all right. It's fine. I'm fine with that. But like, I want to help other people have that same thing. I love that about myself where I say, I say it's happening. It's going to happen because I believe in myself and I have a lot of self-esteem and I want other people to have that. Cause I don't think a lot of us have that in, in our current society. I think a lot of us are used to being like, Oh, I need to lose this amount of weight. And then we don't do it. And we don't do it the next year, five years goes by 10 years goes by. And especially as men, we have this open loop where it's like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't get it. And even if we don't really think about it, it's consistently eroding away. We stop believing ourselves. So when we do say like, hey, I want to, I want to move somewhere. I want to start a business. I want to do this other thing. We don't believe ourselves. And that's a problem. Biceps, not a problem. Visible abs, not the problem with the US. It's the fact that we don't believe ourselves. We don't have self-esteem and we don't challenge ourselves on a regular basis. We don't think that we can, we're capable of stuff. And uh, I, along those lines, I think a lot of people like the, the easy way or the, the easy route. So if something's easy, why would I change it? And that's what I think uh, what you're alluding to. That's I, I see it every day and I, I believe in it. With, even with this podcast, I had a, some, some crazy idea in December. I said, let me start a podcast. My wife's like, well, yeah, you got eight hours left in the week. You might as well do something. So by January, I put out a podcast and, and here we are. This is my, uh, I have 44 episodes out now somehow. And I'm uh, evolving as I go, as I learn more about the industry and things I can do to make it better. Uh, same thing with my PhD I'm going for. I was told I couldn't do a PhD because I wasn't smart enough. 
I said, okay, challenge accepted. And I applied, got in, and I'm halfway through it. I love challenge accepted type of people. I think that's, that's, that's critical. And like you said, like we are like, things are easy right now. And it's, I think it's like, I think that's great. Right. You know, if you were like, Hey, do you want to walk home or do you want to drive home? I'm going to drive home. But I think that we also need to have those times or those events where like, where we are challenging ourselves. So when someone's like, Hey, do you want to get a PhD? It's, it's hard. You probably can't do it. And you're like, you're right. I probably can't do it. You know, like, what's that, like, what's that, what's going to happen next time something hard or challenging comes up because in life, you get to, you get to choose what's hard. Like, you know, like having, having a, a great marriage is hard, right? But having a really shitty marriage and living in a, in a situation where it's constant strife and turmoil. That's really hard too. be going to the gym all the time and eating healthy and prepping your food. That's hard, but being overweight and feeling bad and dealing with medications and going to the doctor, that's hard too. So choose which one you want because, or it's going to get chosen for you. So I love that you said like, Hey, I went out and got my PhD because otherwise, if you didn't do that, who knows what that other thing that's going to be hard or challenging, is going to show up in your life, you know? Right. What wall is going to come up in front of me and say, Hey, you better turn left now and go to McDonald's now. Cause you quit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. P- getting a PhD is hard. Working at McDonald's hard too. <laughs> Trying to get through that drive-through is pretty hard. So that's, <laughs> I mean, I, I see people all the time that they, they run into a, an obstacle, no matter what, it could be just a hump in the road and they'll turn away from it because it doesn't, it doesn't resonate to them that they can make it. If they go over that hump, what's going to happen to them on the other side? you might have a better life. It's just something there that can happen. Yeah. But unless you have like a mentality and like a, a dedication to challenging yourself and pushing yourself, you don't necessarily have the fortitude to even make that decision. Like it's like our, our instinct, you know, like our, like our bodies love homeostasis. So that's why fat loss is hard. Our bodies love to stay the same. He doesn't think of like, Oh, fat loss aesthetics. You're going to look so much better. That's so great for us. You know, our body's like, Whoa, hold up. So, and our men, our mindset is the same way. We like to be the same. So if we don't constantly like push ourselves into zones that are challenging, push ourselves to like be more, do more, have more then like when something comes up and it's like a little bit of a roadblock, our proclivity is to be like, I'll just go around it. Oh, I'll just ditch this. I, I, I don't want to push myself over there because I'm scared of failing or even more insidious, I'm scared of winning. I'm scared of what would happen if I did good at this thing. Then what and happened? so if we, yeah, if we never have the, the history, the practice, the reps of the challenge, and I love that about the gym. I love that about fitness is that you constantly have the ability to show up in, in days when you don't want to, you constantly have the ability to push yourself do like, okay, you're, you're 10 reps in, you've got one more rep. It's going to burn. Are you doing it? Like, are, like, are you going to take yourself there or are you going to wimp out? You're going to put those weights down and you have to make that choice every single time. It's never made for you. So you get to decide, am, am I the kind of person that challenges myself? Do I push myself? Do I lean into the hard or do I just bitch out? Right. When your trainer tells you do 10 to 15 reps, do you stop at 10 or do you go to 15 every time? Yeah, who are you? You yeah, know, exactly. Who are you at that moment? Uh, he's not looking. I'm not, I did all 10, but you made, did six. And then you're looking in the mirror and taking selfies because that's what you, the gym's for now. That's right. Thumb workout. Yeah, you get that yeah, thumb workout. So or you're you talking did about- 10, but you, but you know, in your, and, and your trainer's like, Hey, great job. You did 10, but you know, in your heart, you could have got 12. Right. You could have got the whole 15 and been exploding. You could have pumped up and maybe it hurts the next day or two days later. Cause you haven't worked out in a while, but you, you, you win in the end. You definitely win in the end. Yeah. And you stack those little wins, right? Right. Cause getting 15 reps instead of 10 reps, that's a win. Getting in the gym on a day you didn't want to, that's a win. Doing legs. When you said you were going to do legs rather than going to do biceps again, that's a win. 
you know, drinking two glasses of water in the morning, that's a win. So suddenly you've taken this health habit and you've turned it into 17, 18, 25 wins for the day. Everything aggregate, stacking these wins, patting yourself on the back, building these esteemable actions. And so you have a confidence level that's just sky high through the roof right now where everyone else is losing. They're getting losses every single day. They're taking losses. They're like, oh, I was trying to eat healthy, but, but so-and-so brought donuts. Oh, I wanted to go to the gym, but I had a meeting run late. And we make excuses over and over again until that becomes the norm. And you have to choose because you don't just get to like go from excuses, losses all the time to having a great body of vibrant, vibrant relationships, a lot of money in the bank. You have to make those hard choices inch by inch, inch by inch and fitness. And I think I talk a lot to people who are business owners, high-performing dads who are like building. And I think fitness and business have those two things in common. We don't measure them in miles or even yards. It's a game of inches. It's that one rep that makes the difference. Exactly. That one meal. That's the one victory. And I like that you said the victory thing. Most people don't understand if you get up in the morning, you stand up, that's a victory. Yep. You made it through another day. You make your bed, that's a win right there. You already started your day off with a win. That's one victory right there. Now stack them, like you said, stack everything you do during the day. And you'll have a victory. You can have a parade at the end of the day if you want. You know, line up your dog. I do want that. Go around with drums and have fun. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, I mean, I told you that I that I have a huge ego, so I'm always having to pray for myself. <laughs> you don't hear it. <laughs> Bring no, the my my, in. Uh, my daughter won't let me have a big ego. She's like, "You're going to be a princess tea party now," and I'm like, "I guess this is where I live." That's your victory, though. The victory uh, is that wrong. you have your daughter, and she wants to do that with you. You're not wrong. Hey, you can enjoy it now until she becomes a teenager. So. Yep, that's right. That's right. So, what would you call performance eating, and why would that be important in business? That's a good question. So, I think that it goes back to like rather than being like, because like, hey, if you if you want some of these tactics, like you want to hear exactly what performance eating is, you can check out the Million Dollar Body Method book. It's on Amazon. It's like two bucks for the Kindle version. <clears throat> but rather than talking about tactics, which you could definitely check out on your own if you're interested in this, um, I want to share like kind of the idea behind performance eating and okay. why it's why we even it's even a thing. So I think that going like, again, kind of going to like the softness, the general like ideas of, of like what is permissible and acceptable in our culture. Um, we always think about food and like, what do I want? Right. What do I want to eat right now? And that's not like good or bad. It just kind of is our, our thought, like, or you're driving down the road, you're like, Hey, what do you want to eat? You know, like how many times have you said that? How many times has someone asked you that all the time? So if we can change our idea from what do I want to how do I want to feel what do I want this meal to do for me? Why, what's the result I'm going to get for as a, like as a result of eating this, we can start to think about things rather than, rather than like what tastes good this moment to what input am I sending? What signal or message or communication am I sending my body when I eat this food? And like, there's certain things that are like obvious, like I eat a Cinnabon, I will feel like shit the next, the, like in an hour, like obvious. <laughs> But there's also like more things that are a little bit more technical that you can now start to learn. Like if I drink coffee within an hour of waking up, I'm going to get less result from the caffeine than if I waited an hour. My inputs, we, I want to figure out what, the, how, what my outputs, I want them to be and then match them to my inputs. If I eat six times per day and I have a bodybuilder workout, I'm eating chicken and rice all day long. Every day I'm slowing down. I'm getting these energy spikes and drops, energy spikes and drops. Because every time we're digesting, we're pulling blood from our extremities, our head, our arms, our legs into our gut for digestion. So what do you want? Do you want to be as big, as strong as possible? You probably need to eat six times per day. Do you want to have incredible energies to be able to absolutely crush it in business during the, during the day and then crush it as a dad when you get home? Then you probably want to eat something similar to kind of what I recommend, which is 
high protein, high fat in the morning, high protein, high vegetable in the afternoon, and then a bigger meal, high protein, vegetable, and carbohydrate in the evening. Now it's backwards from a lot of people think, why am I having carbs in the evening? Well, what do you want after you eat? Well, I want to shift into that rest and digest mode. So I have my lighter meals during the day, because if you want to eat, you want to do more, you eat less. That's the rule. When you want to get more done, eat less. And in the nighttime, I want to shift from my all day, my energy, I'm up all the time. I don't know if you can hear it or not, but I'm a very excited person. So and in the evening time, I want to shift into a more rest and digest. I want to get, I want to get into what's called parasympathetic nervous system dominance. So I'm going to shift over there by, by turning up my nutrition and using that to do the heavy lifting. So I don't have to go like do meditate or take a bunch of pills. One of the best supplements we can take for rest and recovery is carbohydrates. People don't know that. So once you start being able to ask that question, what do I want to feel like after this? Then we can start manipulating your nutrition to meet those goals. Like the other day, I was like, I was like, man, I'm dead tired. Uh, it's like one, it's like it was like Saturday, something like that. I was like, I need a nap. So I had a big lunch, pushed myself right into that that state, took a nap, felt amazing. So like while my, my kids were napping, I took a nap. It was <laughs> luxury. That's perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. So like, what do you want? So figure out what you want, and then we can fit your nutrition to match that goal, the outputs that you're looking for. Definitely. And like you said, after lunch, whenever I, if I have to teach a class after lunch, I'm always prepared for half the class to be nodding because they did not eat something that will keep them awake. They eat something that crushed them. They go to that fast food line and they get whatever they can quick and come right to that class. And next thing I know, I got the heads going down, heads bobbing, and I have to take breaks just to get them to move and get their body moving again. Yeah. Get them, do the, do like the mandatory jumping jacks. First thing, then halfway through the class, get them all up. <laughs> yeah. Get to do as much as possible to get through it. So how does someone get in contact with you to become your, you to be their trainer if you do virtual or is it just local? Yeah. You got to fax me. You got to send me a fax. Nice. Uh, from 1991. <laughs> no, yeah. So I work with, I, I work with uh, people only virtually. Um, I don't do any local like one-on-ones anymore. So if you wanted to get in touch, if this sounds like a great fit and you want to find out more information, the best thing you can do is jump into my Facebook community. It's called the Million Dollar Body Community. It's where I put out all my trainings and meal plans and all sorts of stuff. It's like the most positive, fun, uplifting community on Facebook. So if you want to check that out, go to n the number eight trainingsystems.com slash group. We'll get you there. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at n8training, um, probably MySpace. I don't know. Um, and if you want to check out the book, you go to Amazon, look for the million dollar body method. So check that out there. Um, cool story, Rich, is that we finally, we just hit, I got, I've now can say that I've had clients in all seven continents. I just had someone from Antarctica sign on. So thank you very much. Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. He's, good. he's a, he's an air force guy. So he's just down there on deployment, but I'm like, man, I'm counting it. Cool, I, need there. To, I need you to pay when you're down there. I just got a listener from Sweden today. So that was pretty good. Awesome. <laughs> You're international, Rich. I'm international. I feel you're international. We're all over the world. Uh, if you can give advice to someone that wants to get into the industry, what would that be? Yeah, I would say like, this is, this is like contrary to what a lot of people would say. I'd say go start, get a job as a personal trainer at a big box gym, go work at an LA fitness or a 24 or something like that, where you can work with a ton of different people. Because when I first started, I was like, you know who I want to work with? Athletes, professional athletes all the time. And you know who goes to the, to the 24 hour fitness, not athletes. Average <laughs> that. Yeah. So you, you, you work with a lot of women and you work with a lot of like, maybe you have some high school athletes. If you're lucky, you have a lot of people who are 
like in various stages of their, of their life. Some people have hundred pounds to lose. Some people have 20 pounds to lose. Some people want to get ripped. Some people want to learn the basics of the exercise. You get a chance to work with a lot and touch a lot of people, which gives you the kind of this, uh, a, a lot of skills, but also B you get to decide who it is that you actually vibe with. Cause like maybe after a while you're like, man, you know who I like? I just like working with postpartum moms, you know, whereas like, like I, I really vibe with kind of like the guy who's got that entrepreneurial spirit. He's like someone who's like, who wants to level up his tribes and his trades more so than his get his six pack, you know? And like, yeah, I like to help guys get their six pack, but like at the end of the day, if you're like, Oh, I got a six pack check moving on. That's not a great goal. That's not going to keep you around. But if you're like, I want to walk my granddaughter down the aisle, like that's a why that's going to keep you coming back over and over again. So help you guys connect with that is uh, yeah, something I'm really passionate about. Awesome. Uh, Nate, thanks for taking your time to come on today. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you again in the future. Thanks, Rich. That was awesome chatting with Nate Palmer. He provided great insights into how to be a better person. Or hell, a better human. Get linked in with him on his socials to find the best version of you. You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on The Misfit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that will bring that energy, bring that vibe, bring that bring that mojo, and have a great story to the show, have them visit our website, themisfitnation.com, and reach out to us. We'll get them on here. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry. And keep on hustling. We are the Misfit Nation.